everybody. Hello. Uh, my name is JJ Placencio. I am a pastor here at Austin Oaks Church. I actually, this December will be 11 years since I've been here at Austin Oaks Church. I was a Please, please. Uh, it's an 11-year sentence. No, I'm just teasing. Um, loved every minute of it. It's been such a pleasure to be here with you guys, serving the Lord together as we accomplish his work. Um, about a year ago, this is a, my one-year anniversary since I've kind of taken a sabbatical and some time away to explore this idea that I proposed to um, Brandon and to Seth. And I just want to thank Seth for leading us in worship. And he's doing an incredible job bringing us before God's presence every Sunday. And I appreciate him and the work that he's doing. Um, I remember going to lunch with him and, and me even just sharing this vision with him that um, I'd, like to, I'd, I'd like to be released to go into the city and have an opportunity to share the gospel, but also just care for the poor, care for the disenfranchised, care for those who don't know him, and have conversations with people. And um, so it was like, man, let's do it together. So I do feel a kinship um, uh, to those guys who have allowed me to kind of go out there. And we've been doing an incredible work. Uh, but before we start, I just want to pray. Can, would you indulge me? I know we've prayed a lot. Let me pray for our message here this morning. Heavenly Father, thank you for using me in your ministry. Thank you for guiding me this far and granting me your grace. And even now, Lord, you know the purpose for which I have come to you. Lord, the scripture says that you were great with your servants, Moses, Joshua, David. You used them to bring children out of bondage. Today, Lord, would you fill me with the same grace anointing and power so that I can preach your word boldly with authority. I'm unworthy, Lord, but make me worthy by cleansing me and filling me with your Holy Spirit this morning. I on my own am an empty vessel, Master. Let your Holy Spirit control me and let him speak, not me. You know the needs of the people who will be listening. So, Lord, I submit myself to you so that you can use me whichever way you want to. I choose to glorify you only, Lord. I do not want any glory for myself. I'm just clay in your hands, dear God. Lord, I take victory in your mighty name. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. Remember my friend uh, Galen Clark. He's a pastor at GMZ in East Austin, and he shared this story one time, and it, it, I, I got a little tickled by it. See, there's, there's this guy, his name is Pastor, his name was Andy Stanley, and uh, he drove into his campus one evening, and as he was pulling into his church campus, he noticed that on the small marquee that they just made for an entrance that they, they made, on the marquee it said, No Point Church. Now, if you know who Andy Stanley is, you'll know that he's the pastor of North Community Church in Georgia, and it's a big church there, but as he pulled in, he saw No Point Church, and for some reason, the guy who made the sign took the liberty 
the creative license to write on that no point church. And so as he drove in and he met with some of the other staff, they chuckled about it and they laughed about it. But then he got their attention and he said, you know, unfortunately, some churches have lost their point. They have ceased to focus on what God has called them to do. I feel AOC here that we're on the right track, but friends, we are also not immune to lose point, to lose our point. You as individuals and we corporately can lose our point. We can put attentions on other things. And this point here, I believe, is found in Matthew 28. And let me just tell you, if you're a new believer here, if you're walking, if you are to memorize five scriptures, okay, only five, if you're to memorize five scriptures, this should be one of them. This one right here that I'm about to show you. Of course, one of the others is uh, Esau is a hairy man. I'm a man with smooth skin. Um, And this one. Actually, you know what? Take out the Esau one. I, I don't think I've ever used that. Uh, it's not very applicable. But this one for sure you need to memorize, okay? So let's read it together. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. See, there is a reason why you are here today. And friends, if we don't have a heart for the lost, we have lost our point. If we don't have a growing heart for the lost, we have lost our point. See, there is a reason why coming to faith when you did, that you have not instantly evaporated into God's presence, that you have not been airlifted out of this world. It's because he's asking you to do something. He's asking you to make disciples. That's why you are here. That's why we are all here. And if we as a church have lost focus on what it is, then we have lost our point. This is what we do. This is the task of the church. And we cannot let anything distract us from this point. All the other points aren't going to really matter if we lose this point. Make disciples. Listen, God has made you to do this. He not only wants you to do this in the beginning of your spiritual journey, but even as you mature in his word and in knowledge of the scriptures, you are to become more adept on how to make disciples. You know, even as I was wrestling with this scripture myself this week, I asked 
one of the conversations I had with the Lord is, Lord, does my idea of spiritual maturity different than yours? Is my idea of what it means to be a mature Christian different than what you think a mature believer should be? Should I become more adept into making disciples, having conversations? God says, I want you to make disciples. This isn't a job for the staff, for church leaders, for pastors, for professional Christians, the eloquent. This is what he's asked of you. So how do we do that? Well, I'd love to propose this piece of text with you. And we're going to read a long piece of scripture. And it's in, uh, we're, in we're diving into Luke here. So we are in Luke chapter 8. Please pull out a Bible. Pull out your phone. If you use your uh, Bible app, please do so. Permission granted. Pull out your phone. We're going to be in Luke chapter 8. 4 through 18. Luke chapter 4 through 18. I'm in the ESV. We're going to read this together. I mean, you don't have to read it out loud unless you want to, but I'm going to read it. When a large crowd was coming together and those from the various cities were journeying to him, Jesus, he spoke in the way of a parable. We're on verse 5 now. The sower went out to sow his seed, and as he sowed, Some fell beside the road, and it was trampled underfoot, and the birds of the air ate it up. Other seed fell on rocky soil, and as it grew up, it withered away because it had no moisture. Other seed fell among the thorns, and the thorns grew up with it and choked it out. Other seed fell into the good soil and grew up and produced a crop a hundred times as great. As he said these things, he would call out, He who has ears to hear, let him hear. His disciples began to question him as to what this parable meant. And he said, to you it has been granted to know the mysteries of the kingdom of God. But to the rest it is in parables, so that seeing they may not see and hearing they may not understand. Now the parable is this, he he explains it here. The seed is the word of God. Those beside the road are those who have heard. Then the devil comes and takes away the word from their hearts so that they will not believe and be saved. Those on rocky soil are those who, when they hear, receive the word with joy. And these have no firm root. They believe for a while and in time of temptation fall away. The seed which fell among the thorns... These are the ones who have heard, and as they go on their way, they are choked with worries and riches and pleasures of this life, and bring no fruit to maturity. But the seed and the good soil, these are the ones who have heard the word in an honest and good heart, and hold it fast, and bear fruit with perseverance. 16. Now, stay with me, okay? Now, no one, after lighting a lamp, covers it 
over with a container or puts it under a bed, but he puts it on a lampstand so that those who come in may see the light for nothing is hidden that will not become evident nor anything secret that will not be known and come to light. So take care how you listen for whoever has to him more shall be given and whoever does not have even when he thinks he has shall be taken away from him. This is a very sobering text, right? I mean, even the prospect of huge success in the terms of numbers of people, they're affected. I mean, one out of four. And I doubt that, you know, Jesus was saying that we can only expect a 25% response. But it does tell us not to be discouraged. or arrogant, or cocky, right? We're reminded in Matthew 7, verse 14, right, that the gate is narrow, and the way is hard that leads to life. And those who find it are few. Hopefully you've got a chance to go out in our camp, beautiful campus here, right in the very front, the first thing you see is this gate, we call the open gate here, designed by one of our own artists, and it is narrow. So I have to sometimes go sideways. It is a narrow gate. I encourage you to see it. But these are the few responses of proclaiming the word. These are the four kinds of soils. These are the four ways of hearing. I propose to you that this verse, these verses are all about hearing Stay with me here. Verse 5, it says this, that some seed, right, the word, right, fell beside the road and it was trampled underfoot and the birds of the air ate it up. And then in verse 12, he interprets it, that those beside the roads are those who have heard. They have heard. Then the devil comes up and takes away the word from their heart so that they will not believe and be saved. This is one type of hearing some right when you leave this room, the enemy come and snatch this away from you. It's a tragedy. Verse six, other seed fell on rocky soil and as soon as it grew up, it withered away because it had no moisture. Then in verse 13, stay with me here, those on the rocky soil are those who when they hear when they hear they receive the word with joy and these have no firm root that they believe for a while and in time of temptation fall away this is a second kind of hearing fair weathered faith temporary enthusiasm remember talking about i remember an instance sharing the goodness of God with someone just tuning it out, humoring me. Then it says in verse seven, the other seed fell among the thorns and the thorns grew up and it choked it out in verse 14. Stay with me here. Interprets the seed which fell among the thorns. These are the ones who have heard. They have heard. 
This is all about hearing. And as they go their way, they are choked with the worries and riches of pleasures of this life and bring no fruit to maturity. It's a third kind of hearing. Are you worrying about something right now? Careful. It's a killer. Are you captivated by the pleasures of this world? Is it taking so much real estate in your heart and mind? Careful. Careful how you hear. Finally, verse 8. Other seed fell into the good soil and grew up and produced a crop a hundred times as great. And verse 15 interprets, but the seed in the good soil, these are the ones who have, have what? Heard the word in an honest and good heart and hold it fast and bear fruit with perseverance. This is the fourth kind of hearing. Then at the end of verse eight, Jesus makes it sure that we got the point here. It says, he who has ears to hear, let him. That means it's not just good to have ears on the side of your head. If you have ears on the side of your head, raise your hand. Let me see. One, two. Okay. We know everybody does here. It's not talking about those kinds of ears. There is a spiritual ear. There is a heart ear. There is a heart ear that that ear hears the word, understands its beauty and its power. And that soil is ready for a transformation of his word to grow into something that not only changes your life, the possibility of others and expands his kingdom. Now Romans 10, 17, you don't have to go there, but I'm just going to read it to you. This is out of the NIV. It says, consequently, faith comes from hearing the message and the message is through the word about Christ. Consequently, what an interesting way to start that. I mean, there's consequences. Consequently, hearing, interesting. Because we keep reading, Jesus, Jesus, why speak in parables? You know? Why don't you just keep it simple? Jesus, why speak in parables? You know the disciples asked him that question. He answers it right here. Jesus explained the purpose of his parables. In this situation, he goes, let me read it. His disciples began questioning him as to what this parable meant, and he said, to you it has been granted to know the mysteries of the kingdom of God, but to the rest it is in parables so that seeing they may not see and hearing they may not understand. This is, just a, this is a shocking word. 
to those whom Jesus has chosen, the mystery of his kingdom is opened and he gives them the gift of understanding. Verse 10, to you it has been granted to know the mysteries of the kingdom of God. Sit back for a minute and just thank God. Because understanding the kingdom of God is a free gift to you. How beautiful is that? It's a free gift of God for those whom Jesus has chosen to be his disciples. But then we get to verse 10b. Something happens here. Let's dive in here. Because then he says something peculiar. He says, for the others, the reason parables is so that seeing they may not see and hearing they may not understand. The issue is hearing again. Hearing so they may not understand. It means there's two kinds of hearing. One with the physical ears on our head. The other is with spiritual ears of the heart. Hearing with physical ears, they do not understand. But hearing with spiritual ears, they do. And then he says, this, this is so that hearing they may not understand. In other words, the parables are part of Jesus concealing and hardening ministry, as well as revealing and saving ministry. According to Jesus, the word saves some and hardens others. What this means is, friends, there is judgment in this world, not just in the world to come. So we take heed of how we hear. We're reminded of this in 2 Corinthians chapter 2, verses 15 to 16. What is this? This is beautiful. This is you. This is about you. You should read this. Memorize this one too, maybe. Maybe this is a good one. Memorize all these, maybe. This is a, it's pretty good. For we are the aroma of Christ. Let's read this together. For we are the aroma of Christ to God among those who are being saved and among those who are perishing. To one a fragrance from death to death, to the other, a fragrance from life to life. I heard some, or maybe, not right. Do you see the importance of hearing? Do you see the importance of hearing? Friends, take heed of how you hear. Pay attention to how you hear. It's important. Take heed of how you hear. Take heed of how you hear. We got it? <laughs> we got it? Did you hear me? Cool. Um, I'm going to jump to uh, Luke 10. So now that we understand the importance of hearing... There's a very strong component that needs to happen. You need to speak. 
You are called to make disciples. You speak God's word. We understand the importance of hearing. Now it's up to you to speak. Let's read this together. This is uh, Luke chapter 10. Okay. After this, the Lord appointed 72 others and sent them on ahead of him, two by two, into every town and place where he himself was about to go. And he said to him, the harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are, free, are few. Therefore, pray earnestly to the Lord of the harvest to send out laborers into his harvest and go your way. Behold, I am sending you out as lambs in the midst of wolves. Right? Okay. It's a couple of things. If you have your Bible app, if you have your Bible, it's a couple of things I would highlight there. I would say, therefore, pray. That's the first thing. See that? Therefore, pray. That's where you start. And then I like number three. Go your way. Go your way. That's interesting. Go your way? Well, if you allow me, let me share my way with you. Maybe this will help. So I, I'm, I'm a musician. I grew up in El Paso, right? And I've, I've, I've played in some bands that, that um, have allowed me to gain permission from musicians that I reach out to to speak to them about their life. Everything God has given me, I use for the glory of God. Everything. So I use that. Um, I, some of you guys may know, I, uh, I go on Craigslist a lot. I like that one. Because here's what I do. You, some of you have been here a while, you know this. But I'll respond to Craigslist ads for bands looking for musicians. And so um, there's one time years ago, I remember seeing fusion band looking for a bass player. So I responded to that ad. I was like, okay, that sounds interesting. Let me go and first pray about this. So I prayed and then I responded to that ad. Hey, I'm a bass player. And I have no intention of joining their band. <laughs> but at least I'll, I'll be able to strike a conversation. This is the way God has chosen me to go in. So I go in and respond to that ad and we meet and we play. And suddenly when they play... Um, JJ, you sound great, man. Yeah, we'd, we'd love, you know, guys, I just don't think I have the time to see what you guys are invested here. I'll help you find somebody, but why don't you play with me? Why don't you play with me? And you get to play for like 600 people and you get breakfast tacos and coffee and we could, it's, well, this person was Terrence McDaniel. 
And uh, <laughs> I remember uh, talking to him. He was, he was a believer at the time, but he had no home. He was kind of wandering. And he found community here. And began to sh- he began to see what God was doing here. And one of his quotes that I remember him saying was, it's like, I remember he tweeted this or something, or he put it on Instagram or something. He said, it's like a shot of hope every Sunday. And now Terrence is the music director for Nueva Vida Church. Isn't that amazing? He's here. Um, Listen, I am under the impression that you all are doing exactly what I'm doing. I'm under the impression that the dentists here are talking to other dentists. I'm under the impression that businessmen and women are talking to other men and women. I'm under the impression that realtors, that you're doing your way that you are starting conversations with people about Jesus. I am under the impression that we are all doing this together. That the, the doctors, the attorneys, the architects in the room are having other conversations with other architects. This is how it works. I'm, I'm, these musicians are on my watch. I have a heart for him. I'm going to be a musicianary. <laughs> I'm assuming that you guys are doing this too. Are you? Because this is how it's going to work. We are here to make disciples. And this the soil, whatever condition it is, there's, some, something, there's something about that soil. Seed still has to be planted. Words have to be spoken. You have to speak. Well, JJ, you know, I just, I don't know the Bible that well. I'm not sure that I'm qualified. You know, I, I, I'm... I'm not sure I'm smart enough. I don't want to say something wrong. You know, that reminds me of a song. never been to seminary oh but I've been to Calvary I've never been to seminary oh but I've been to Calvary I've never had no education oh it's you 
can really see I've never been too sentimental Oh, but I've been to Calvary Well, I'm not an intellectual Nor have I ever claimed to be No diploma, never earned, no degree. But I know that my sins are forgiven and my soul is set free. And I didn't get this at seminary, but way at Calvary. When I think about my Savior, how he died upon the cross, how he suffered crucifixion, so my soul would not be lost. Well, I remember his holy word said to take up your cross and follow me. He didn't say this at seminary, but on his way to Calvary. I don't feel equipped. I'm not sure I have what it takes to, I don't know what's gonna come out of my mouth. I don't know what to say to people. I hear that a lot. Let me give you a verse that'll help you. It's John 4, this is another one to memorize. Memorize this one too. Let me set the context for you. Jesus is meeting this woman at the well. And they have this very intriguing and powerful conversation about worship. And then Jesus begins to say some things to this, he begins to say some things to this woman that no one else would know. And she realizes that she's talking to the Christ. It begins to change, and that event changes her life for Jesus. So then we're stumbled onto this verse. Many Samaritans from the town believed in him because of the woman's what? Testimony. Testimony. Because of her Bible degree and her knowledge and her Bible studies? No? Because of her testimony. Do you know that you have a testimony? A testimony is a story. I see my friend Bob here on the front row, and I remember him having us practice sharing our testimony. 
at a class that he teaches on how to do this, had me practice saying my whole testimony in about a minute or a minute and a half, something like that. I was at this point, I started here, my life looked like this, and then I encountered Jesus. And then my life is this way. In about a minute and a half, it took practice. There's a lot of life in there. <laughs> There's a lot of life. But at least I can get it in like a minute and a half. The important thing is you have to speak. You have to share. That's why you're here. That's why you're on this earth. You have to share. You have to speak. Uh, let me tell you that after uh, the service outside these doors, there are going to be some ministries that, some partnerships that Austin Oaks Church has made with people who are doing a lot of good in the city. And I'm hoping that you guys exit this way because I want you to see and experience and give you an opportunity to speak into some of these places that are doing a lot of good. You know, I'm going to let Chad talk a little bit more about that, but I just want to encourage you that you have a testimony and you can do this. And this morning, as we share the Lord's Supper, I'm going to go ahead and ask the band to come on up. Um, I want you to remember a couple things as we take communion together. Hopefully you have one of these. Do you, if you need one, we have a basket in the back and you can go grab one, communion elements. So I'm going to invite you to take one. Uh, but listen to here. I, I, I hope that you understand from this message, I want to make it clear to you that there is an importance of hearing God's word. We want to come in with good soil to hear God's word. There's a second thing I want you to make notice that hearing is so important. Two, you have to speak. You have to speak. You are his church. You have to plant these seeds. He's asking you to do this. I'm assuming you guys are doing this that we're all doing this together. As we take this communion elements, I have just, my prayer for you too is just twofold. Lord, examine my heart. Examine my soul, my soil. Make it a good soil to receive your word. Lord, help me build this, test, this testimony. Make it effective so that I can share with others. Let me begin to pray and discover what it means to go my way, the Lord, your way that you want me to go. Let me discover what that means. Remember, to you it has been granted to know the mysteries of the kingdom of God.
What a great gift that is. But that is only because of this. That is only because of this that you can come to the Father and know who he is.